Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Hi, this is Angela Breidenbach, and you're here with us on Historically Speaking. This is a show that's all about true love. Not just true love, but true love that's real in history. So we get to tell you stories about people that really lived, what they did, how they met, what were their conflicts. Maybe they crossed some paths of some true historical famous figures as well. Maybe our characters are famous. Maybe they're not. The fact is, their true historical love made it possible for us to be here and to continue to reach our own dreams. So we love true love, we love history, and we love learning about genealogy to help you find your true historical love stories in your family. And hopefully that will help you to continue moving forward in not only your love relationships and your families, but also in remembering the people of the past and how they made it possible for you to become the you today. So today I'm excited to bring onto the show our guest, Norma Gale. She and I have met through various writing organizations together, and we just started following each other on Instagram. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Ange Breidenbach, and that's A-N-G-B-R-E-I-D-E-N-B-A-C-H. And Norma uh, is also on Instagram, and we started following each other just a few weeks back. And I happened to catch that she had a, a story about her family and that she liked knowing about her family history too. And so I sent her, no kidding, an Instagram message that said, hey, would you like to be on my show? If so, just message me back. She did. And so we get to visit with Norma today. Her grandparents' love story started in 1886, and they crossed paths with the likes of Billy the Kid and John Chisholm of the Chisholm Trail fame. It's a beautiful finishing school bell meets a poor New Mexico farmer, and Norma still has the wedding skirt. So we're going to hear a little bit about that, a little bit about her. She's the author of a contemporary Christian romance called Land of My Dreams, which, by the way, I read and I really enjoyed. One of the reasons? My ancestry is from Scotland as well. So I had a lot of fun learning about that and enjoying her book. She's got a winner of the 2016 Book Banner Religious Fiction Award, a women's Bible study leader for over 21 years. Her devotionals and poetry have appeared at christiandevotions.us. A lot of respect for those folks here. A Stitches Through Time blog. A lot of respect. Been on that one too. And In the Secret Place. She's a member of American Christian Fiction Writers and Romance Writers of America. Norma is the former RN who lives in the mountains of New Mexico with her husband of 40 years. She's got double time on me. Her website is normagale.org. And, by the way, I'm going to have her say hi to you. Well, um, and then she's going to tell us a little bit about 
the famous people's paths that her family has crossed. But you can follow her on her website, normagale.org. You can find her Amazon page, Norma Gale. She's got a book trailer if you want to learn more about her contemporary Christian romance. And it has a lot to do with her own family. And then you can also find her on Facebook at author Norma Gale, Google Plus, Norma Gale Writes, Pinterest, Norma Gale Pords, and Goodreads. She's there too. Don't forget she's on Twitter at Norma Gale. So join us right now, Norma, and tell us what in the world happened that your family could cross so many famous people's paths? Tell us about that. Well, Norma? Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you're here today. Um, I'm excited to share this story with you. My family is our Texas and New Mexico pioneers from way back. Um, my great grand or my grandmother, whose name was the Cherokee name, Layuna was born in 1886 in Jack County, Texas, to a very rough-and-tumble Texas cowhand and bear hunter. Um, he was really up for the excitement, whatever he did. Her mother was a very well-educated and beautiful school teacher with a finishing school education, and because of that, my grandmother, Layuna, was sent back to Texas for a finishing school education also. But they traveled to New Mexico when she was just an infant in a covered wagon and ended up settling in one of the wildest parts of New Mexico, which is still probably about 100 years behind the times and actually has more elk than people. <laughs> um, my, my grandfather, Archie, was born in 1885, and his family traveled to New Mexico from Texas. Um, his grandfather was one of the founders of Roswell, New, Mexi New Mexico, which you've probably heard of because of aliens and things like that. But so we could actually have you write a crossover story, you know, the aliens and the Texans, since your, your grandfather founded the town. It could be really weird. <laughs> and, uh, his family, on, on their trip out from Texas, actually ran across Billy the Kid, one of his uncles, actually had a horse race with Billy the Kid and beat him in the horse race. And one slip away from him. And <laughs> then they ended up, <laughs> when they ended up settling near Roswell, they bought land to start their farm um, from John Chisholm, who was one of the blazers of the famous Chisholm Trail. And, and that's where we have John Wayne cross paths. <laughs> yeah, we can include him too. And John Chisholm, even though you might spell it C H I S O S H O L M. Um, John Chisholm himself actually just shortened it to make it easier and spelled it C-H-I-S-U-M. So you might see it sometimes that way. Um, That's a really important point, too, uh, in, in genealogy, is that you cannot always go with the exact spelling that you have today. I know uh, my family had the name Nelson, so I've been searching Nelson, Nelson, Nelson. Well, there's a lot of ways to spell Nelson, believe it or not. So the same thing with Chisholm. If you have Chisholm family history, don't think it's the Americanized new version. Think about the way you just learned from Norma. Okay, I'm sorry. didn't mean to interrupt you, but that was a good point. No problem. No, you do sometimes have to go back and do the, use the whole thing where it'll go by the sound of the name rather than the spelling of the name. Mm -hmm. 
and that and that can be a huge help. Um, That's called a sound X. Yes. Yep. I couldn't think of that. Thank you. No, um, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> both of my great grandfathers were fiddlers and dance callers in southwestern New Mexico, and so my grandparents were believed to have met at a dance because. My grandfather learned to fiddle from his father, and my grandmother accompanied her father on the guitar. Um, so they had an interesting way of meeting and, and um, courting, just seeing each other at dances in little towns all around that area, and probably sometimes, even before they were married, probably playing at the same dances. Or at quick, question about, um, quick question about Quick question about Leuna. Uh, you said her mother uh, chose it as a Cherokee name. Is there also Cherokee in your family lineage? Or do, was it just because she liked it? The history says that there is, but mm -hmm. I recently had my DNA done, and there is no Native American genealogy in there at all. No. no okay, now hold on there a minute. Here's another genealogy tip. Um, they haven't been able to do a lot of Native American uh, genealogy DNA profiling. So the possibility that there's not is real, but the possibility that there's not enough to compare against is also real. Um, so if you haven't found it yet, try back in five or 10 years to see if more people of Native American blood have had DNA testing done so that they could actually create more um, DNA family profiling. Okay. I will do that. Thanks. The only yeah. Cherokee I've found so far was actually married to one of my great uncles, so I wouldn't have inherited anything. But there was some, there was, there were some Cherokees in the family that I have mm -hmm. found, and, and it, the name could have come that way also. Oh, what a neat idea! Named after a, a treasured aunt or something. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So nobody could ever pronounce her name her entire life. Um, I was going to ask you, but thankfully you said it first. L-A-E-U-N-A, <laughs> <laughs> and I actually find her in most of the censuses as Laura, because they oh, thought interesting. it was misspelling. And the actual so, pronunciation is Leuna? Leuna. Uh -huh. And do you know what it I means by chance? I don't. I have no idea, and I haven't ever found anybody that knew. Oh, but it's beautiful. But I'm still looking. <laughs> so, ladies, if you're looking for a new baby name, this is a real pretty one, <laughs> Leuna. No, so they met. Would have that name. <laughs> that's right. There's there's your uniqueness. Um, it also makes it easy for tracking on genealogy. Just a tip there. A different name, not always the same. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit. That, just realize that in a census, they're liable to spell it wrong. <laughs> So tell us a little bit more now. Once they met, what happened? Well, once they met, to my understanding, they just fell for each other immediately. And her father was very opposed to it because he had worked his way up from just a cowhand to buying a reasonable-sized ranch for that day and time in southwestern New Mexico and was starting to, he was very ambitious, of course, I think having married a wife who was 
more well-to-do and more educated than he was probably encouraged him to really try and, and grow his, his ranch into something that would be respected. That nice. has been huge to him. And so he had bought a ranch that was from a, a wealthy neighbor that was a good-sized ranch. And um, they, my great-grandfather started riding out to the house to see her. He, he would farm and ride several miles. It was, it was quite a ways up there to see her. And they would go riding together. And one story that she told was that someone said, well, if all you ever did was go riding together, it must have been really difficult for him to get very close to you and do any hand-holding or kiss or anything like that. Well, my grandmother was a very proper, old-fashioned lady until the day she died in 1972. And mm -hmm. she said if he would have tried to kiss her, she would have knocked him down. <laughs> she was, was probably all of about five foot four, and he was a pretty tall man. Um, so, you know, but she said she would have knocked him down if he even tried. Oh, so my gosh, that's just, awesome. They just continued. Well, this was Victorian days. They got married in 1908. So things were done mm -hmm. very prim and proper there. And I think my great-grandfather probably told him a few times, you don't mess with my daughter. Um, but I think that's something that's missing from today is um, the respect that we we could share um, with our daughters, the respect that we would have for our own bodies that you don't get to trespass here. <laughs> this is mine and not yours. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't give you any rights until you're married. And I think um this is some of the beautiful things that we see the strength of character we see respect for self and others in this kind of a story it's amazing yeah so and especially that a five foot four woman would say she would knock down a big old tall guy <laughs> i love those strong women all right keep going we have, the, we have the skirt from her wedding dress i have a feeling that she wore the beautiful white lace blouse probably until it wore out but we have the skirt from her wedding dress, and she was, and from what I remember, even as as growing up, my grandmother was a very tiny little person, and mm -hmm. and she, you know, but she was feisty. She didn't think there mm -hmm. was much she couldn't do. And her father, with his background, and living out in the middle of nowhere the way they did, and I've been out there to where the, where they lived. Um, there were her mother killed a mountain lion in a tree that was above the kitchen door. Um, Holy her cow! Father, her father is probably responsible, unfortunately, for the demise of the grizzly bear in southwestern New Mexico because he also killed black bears. But I have I have added up the stories of bears bear hunts that I have found on him, and it was well over a hundred bears that he killed in New Mexico. Wow, but you know, there's there's something very different though about then and now. Then they were they were not just killed to be killed; they were killed for food, for blankets, for um, protection of the livestock and survival. It's very different than um, what started to happen, where people started just using them for trophies. 
Absolutely. And and he was well known for I have a lot of newspaper stories about him and they ate the bear. In fact, oh, yeah. typical one of his very typical stories following any of his hunts was that he kept the prime part of the bear, his favorite part for himself. Grossly enough, his favorite part of the bear was Yeah, heard it here. <laughs> delicacy. Um, no, no, no. Like, no, no, that would not that would not be my choice. But he was hired by many ranchers in the area um, to kill bears that were killing their cattle. And right. I just found out about two weeks ago that they are down in that same part. It, it's the Gila National Forest in New Mexico, mm-hmm. and they are going to begin reintroducing grizzly bears down there. Wow. The ranchers are, ab- they've already reintroduced wolves, and that's oh, gone pretty well. Yeah. The ranchers mm-hmm. are having a fit, but they're planning to start reintroducing them down there. So that's the wow. interesting thing of how, how thinking changes over the years. And, it really does. Um, one of the stories of one of his bear hunts can be found in several articles and books that are written by um, the artist and writer, Frederick Remington. Um, I have a book by Remington called Pony Tracks, and in there he tells the story of a bear hunt he was on that my great-grandfather guided. And along wow. that hunt was General Nelson Miles, who was the general who captured Geronimo. So oh, my goodness. Not only Billy the Kid and John Chisholm, they ran into some other interesting people, too. And um, if anybody's interested in more about the pioneers in, who moved from Texas to New Mexico in the days when farmers began taking over in parts of Texas and pushing the cattlemen out into the relatively unpopulated southern part of New Mexico, there is another book written by one of my distant cousins called Pecos Pioneer, written by Mary Hudson Brothers, and it tells some fantastic pioneer stories of New Mexico. Can they, where can they find that book? Um, both of them are out of print, but I have not had it. My cousins and I have not had a hard time tracking them down through Amazon, and I think Abe Books is one of the Abe, ones. yeah. Abe Books is a great one for out-of-print books, and it's just the just like the name ABE, so it's a wonderful one. Um, if you wouldn't mind, um, I'll add the, that to my blog post afterwards. If you'll send me just a real quick email of the names of the books, um, I'll put that in my blog post on my website at angelabreidenbach.com for people so that they can do their own. Uh, study and genealogy and history research if they're interested in those things and the fun stories that you're sharing. Okay, so we have about 10 minutes left, so I need you to finish your love story. Let's finish the love story. So they were married in front of the fireplace at the Cross V Ranch. Um, Her father, still angry at her marrying a farmer, um, sat on the back porch through the entire wedding and refused to be a part of his daughter's wedding. (laughs) Uh, They lived with her parents for a while, and he tried to teach his new son-in-law to be a rancher, but Archie loved to farm, and they eventually moved on their own and kind of worked for other farmers. He never owned his own farm. 
Um, oh, I bet that didn't sit home. well with his father-in-law. <laughs> no, it didn't. He told her that if she married a farmer, she would always be poor, and he had a rancher picked out for her who did become a fairly successful rancher, but she just turned his back on him. And they continued, even when they had several children, to play fiddle and guitar at dances. They bed the kids down in the back of the wagon and take them along with them. Um, what a happy family. Yeah. The, the, their home burned to the ground in the late 30s, and they lost everything they had. Um, oh. My mother and her siblings were sent out to live among different neighbors until my grandfather could build a new house. And a picture of the house he built is on the slideshow that, that Andy put up. Um, as they mm -hmm. became older, it was necessary to move them. They had to move up to Albuquerque. Uh, and... I spent Sundays growing up with some 28 cousins every Sunday afternoon and various family members that would show up at my grandparents, um, sitting on the floor listening to people tell stories, which is wow. one of the greatest experiences anyone could have. When they finally ended mm -hmm. up in a nursing home, my grandmother would feel her way. She had gone blind by that time, and he was unable to walk. She would feel her way down the hallway to his room and spend the day sitting beside him. And when he was in a chair next to her, he would sit down and put his hand on her knee. Now, they were about 86 at this time. And <laughs> his pet name for her was always Ma'am, again, showing that respect. And wow. Ma'am, you're still the prettiest girl that I ever saw. And she would Aww. very resolutely pick up his hand, take it off of her knee, tell him to behave himself in front of the children. <laughs> 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 They kind of reminded me of Grandma and Grandpa Walton in the way that they would argue and pick at each other about little things. But Aww. we had that wonderful gift of the love and closeness and seeing that tremendous love and respect that my grandparents had been. And my great-grandfather was right. They were extremely poor. They had very little their entire lives. But they had the wealth of love and respect of everyone that knew them, and I would exchange that for riches any day. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, I think this is the kind of love story where it's it is about survival, but it's about the depth of richness and love and respect, and to pass that on to our our children and our children's children. Uh, look at what they have been able to create. This legacy of, of love that created you and you're able to not only tell their story but write novels as well um will will you just real quick uh tell us a little bit about your novel land of my dreams sure land of my dreams is a cont contemporary novel i am working on the historical series but the research is taking me a long time that will be based on i hear that <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. the, the, we'll have you back the, when you have some of those stories written. We'll have you back right. so you can share those too. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so my current one is set in Scotland and also in New Mexico. It's an American professor who flees a broken heart and ends up teaching at a college in Fort William, Scotland, falls in love with a Scottish sheep farmer, and both of them through their struggles with grief and pain, find a love that endures 
overwhelming grief and very compelling faith. And so there's the huge contrast between New Mexico's high desert mountains and the misty highlands of Scotland. Mm-hmm. And um, Scotland is, we were able to visit in 2006. It's just a place that is very dear to my heart. I'm so excited. I, I'm finally going to get to go. Um, my daughter just got her graduate school acceptance and she's going and she'll be there for a year. And so my husband and I are planning to go over for her um, graduation, but I have been saving and planning to go to Scotland for the last, um, for basically since I was about four years old. <laughs> and, and so now at 52, I'm finally ready to go. And my daughter announced she was going and she was going to be going to school in uh, Glasgow, which is where some of I have, mm-hmm. I am 54%. Uh, Scottish. <laughs> I did the DNA test too. And um, she's because she's graduating from her graduate school in Glasgow. Now I'm waiting another year because uh, can you imagine watching your child graduate from a, a school where your ancestors are from? And I'm just That's like, I, I can't, my heart just squeezes when I think about it, you know, uh, it's full circle. And so I'm, I've decided to wait one more year. But I think it's worth it. To spend there, I my dream now that I've written mm-hmm. a book and the sequel to Land of My Dreams is very close to being sent in to the publisher. Um, mm-hmm. I my dream is to go back, rent a vacation home on Lot Gary where the story takes place, and sit on the front porch and stare at that lot where my brain mm-hmm. has lived for about the last ten years. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that sounds so awesome. I I have plans to travel all through Scotland uh, with my husband, but my family, as far as I have been able to tell through my genealogy and roots tracing, um, is more lowlanders and border people. So that was an interesting thing to discover because, of course, everybody thinks they belong to a clan. And as of yet, I have not found a clan. And I found out, and here's some genealogy tips coming, that... Um, there, not everyone in Scotland ever did or does belong to a clan. And so over here in, yeah, here in the U.S., we get really like, which clan do you belong to? Well, you maybe don't. You know, you might be a border family or a, you know, and um, one of the family names, I, of course, there's several family names in my in my lineage, which is um, Barr and Nelson and Gilbert and um, Milligan. Um, and there's a few more. But uh, the bar name, if you had the last name Bar, there's some some possibilities that are outside of the country of Scotland. But if you had the last name Bar and you were from that Castle Bar area, it meant you were a servant or a castle um, uh, servant or a somebody out in the town because the family that owned Castle Bar did not have that last name. And so everybody's like, oh, you must, you know, you must have owned a castle. No, they probably worked in it. (laughs) And so it's like, you know, not everybody's royalty. My clan is Fraser, and Fraser Mm -hmm. is one of the largest clans in Scotland. But from another side, I had Polson, which you would Mm -hmm. typically relate to Scandinavian countries. But there were mm-hmm. all those Viking raids down into Scotland right. and England and Ireland. And Polson was actually a sept. So they were also servants or closely related to the McKay clan and are actually allowed to wear the McKay tartan. 
Nice. Um, I just found that out this year because I've been looking for Polsons in all the wrong places. Well, I found out through my gene genealogy studies that there's a possibility that my family may track back to the Viking king uh, who came over, whose name was Nils, of course. So Nils and then becomes Nilsson and Nielsen and every other type of um, way of spelling it. So that's the track I'm on. I'm trying to find out what is that actual lineage. And, and we'll see. I, I've, I've, I'm getting my genealogy degree through a uh, Canadian school. that is, And it's online. If you're looking for a way to learn more about genealogy, you can go to genealogicalstudies.com. And it's a school that works through um, the uh, University of Toronto. College of St. Michael, and then it's the genealogy department. And so then you can you can go on and get your studies there. I've got just about uh, two minutes left, and I need to tell you the big tip of the day. So everybody got your pencils out, or you may even want to just pull out your iPad or your computer. If you go to rootsweb.org through the weekend, there is a live conference going on and you will be able to live stream a lot of the talks. I got to listen to one. Um, and I was so excited because it was a phenomenal talk and it had to do with um, looking at things to help you break down brick walls and things. And so it was a wonderful talk, but there's a lot of free online talks happening right now, even if you weren't able to go to RootsWeb, which happens every February in Salt Lake City. And hopefully I'll be able to go to do that next year. But in the meantime, because I can't be there in person, I'm uh, checking into and streaming what's live. While I was discovering that, I also discovered that there are past talks from Roots Web Conference that are on their website that you can listen to, watch as well, they're videoed. So that's something that'll really help you if you're in search of your ancestry, your family love stories, like Norma Gale, who's been our guest today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Andy, I really enjoyed it. Me too, and I can't wait to have you back when you've got your next book written and you can tell us more about your family stories. And if you'd like to find Norma Gale, again, you want to find her at normagale.org. If you want to find me in the historical books that I've written, some of them based on my own family stories, um, they are... And you can find both of us, Norma Gale and Angela Breidenbach, on social media, and you can find us at Amazon. Do follow our Amazon page, and you'll know whenever a new book comes out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.